Hello and welcome to today's edition of HIV Matters. HIV Matters explores the current issues people living with HIV experience that impacts on their quality of life. The podcast is hosted by me, Michelle Croston, Associate Professor of Nursing at the University of Nottingham. I have a long history of working in HIV care and will be joined on the podcast by leading professionals and activists in the field of HIV that I've had the pleasure of working with throughout my career. HIV Matters is supported by an unrestricted educational grant from VIVE. VIVE has had no input into speakers or content. Today I'm being joined on the HIV Matters podcast by producer Dan. Thank you so much for agreeing to take part in this season's reflection. And also thank you for doing an amazing job of editing the podcast today. So welcome Dan to HIV Matters. Hi, and nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I annoy you daily on the text. <laughs> yeah, the last three months have been hell. <laughs> exactly, me constantly. Dan, Dan. So just for our listeners, Dan, would you be able to tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? So I'm not a professional producer. I do this as a hobby. (laughs) Um, I kind of pushed my way onto the podcast with Michelle because we were working on other projects together. And then she was telling me about this and I was like, well, I learned how to edit. Would you like me to help? So here I am. I'm a nurse by background and that's probably the, the best place to start. I have been a nurse for about five years and I'm currently working in a cancer research trial. Thank you, Dan. I am so delighted you said you would help because, as you know from our conversation, I was kind of um, not doing a great job and it was taking hours and hours of my time. So you are a very welcome addition to the team. So thank you for joining us today and for all this series. So, Dan, you mentioned that you don't have a background in HIV care, that you have a nursing background, but you're currently working in cancer care. So I was just wondering, from your perspective, listening to kind of hours and hours of me droning on and also interviewing some amazing guests, I'm wondering what has been the highlight for you of this podcast so far? I think it's just been really exciting to to do it. I think I, I, I accidentally taught myself how to do editing last year. And I think to be able to use the skills and do something that you enjoy as well has been great. But actually just listening to the people talk about what they know best has been really exciting and hearing their experiences and just knowing more about HIV care because we don't really get taught about it when you're at university there's a lot of different things especially when you specialize and I know you talked about it in previous episodes that you don't learn a lot about different things when you're doing you do adult nursing you sort of hear your placements and then you're off into the world and then you specialize once you're out there in more specific fields but it's just been listening to people and I know that the, the episode with David Munns really kind of hit home with me a bit and it was about the mental health side of it and I really liked just how he seemed to talk about mental health and I think I was going through a bit of an episode myself at the time of just feeling low and I think just hearing him talk about how mental health is more about a journey rather than getting to a point of where mental health should be and I think that really was like oh I had to take five minutes from recording and just sort of sit there and just let that process really his episode really was good for me at that time so it was good to listen to 
Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that really resonated with you because I think we can think sometimes about our mental health being, you know, an all or nothing, but it's kind of that process. I'm just going to take over now. What about you? What is your highlight? That's absolutely fine. So I've had so many highlights this series. I've interviewed some amazing guests and and every every single one has been my favourite. You know, I've been that person. Oh, that was my favourite. No, that was my favourite. So it's a bit like having a massive chocolate box and not knowing really which one to choose. I guess for me, the highlight has been how the podcast has been received by um, sort of the wider community, like my HIV yeah. peers and professionals and also people living with HIV. I guess once I pressed publish on the first episode, there was that kind of fear and excitement rolled into one about, oh gosh, I hope this lands okay with people. So I guess for me, it's been the feedback from people that I really care about. So I've had some amazing feedback from people living with HIV to say that we have, you know, they like the content that we're putting out and also professionals coming forward to say, um, I'd like to be interviewed on the podcast. We really like what, what you're doing. So I guess that's been the overall highlight. Um, but yeah, every single week I've loved each, each guest for different reasons. When we, we have put this content out, and obviously the first one went out, I did get a lot of emails from different people saying that they would like to do a podcast themselves. And I'm just wondering, from your point of view, I know I've learned so much by obviously undertaking this podcast. What has been your steepest learning curve? I think the thing that I've found is just not letting it overwhelm you. I think it's easy to kind of go, oh God, I've got to do this and it's got to be done by this date and just counting down the days and seeing the weeks and just kind of going, oh God, this has got to be done here. And actually it's better when you're doing this, if you want it to be really, really good. And if you want it to just take your time with it. I've learned about frame rates and how if you record it at a lower frame rate to a higher frame rate and you put a higher frame rate on a lower frame rate, it will make it do a weird like clicky thing that me and Michelle have had issues with a couple of times. Um, and it, it was episode two, so probably a lot of people wouldn't have noticed it. But when I, I was walking to my grandparents uh, in the morning of episode two being released, and I was listening to the podcast, because I obviously was going to listen to it while it was out, even though I'd listened to it for about five hours <laughs> before it had even been edited properly. And all I could hear was this little like clicking on the on the episode. And I was like, oh God, I'm not even at home. I, I need to sort this out. But then I was still going to my grandparents' house and knowing that this episode was in the ether and then having to kind of rush home to, to make sure that we then took that copy off and then put the other copy on was a, a stressful <laughs> two hours. I can imagine. And I think one of the things that shocked me well not shocks me just surprised me really about you know I've learned so much about sound and I've got um, another meeting books with um, a professor at the university to think about sound on the move you know we're going to try um, and get a, a mobile recording device so that HIV matters can attend different conferences and you know get um, you know live 
um, conference feedback on the move. And I think one of the things that really surprised me, really, from some of my kind of conversations with him, that different platforms upload the sound differently. And that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So we could do everything that we we did and it sound great, but then different podcast platforms do something weird to it and make it different. And I was just a bit like, wow, that, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> kind of just sort of... It basically compresses it, yeah. doesn't it? So it makes it takes it from this big file to make it a smaller file and then you make it another smaller file and you put it on the website and it makes it another smaller file. But that's that I think we've that's the same thing about the frame rate that if you record it at a low frame rate, it's gonna if you then try and mash it together with other things, it's then gonna just explode. There has been so many things that I've learned on on the go, and I think probably one of my top tips was I booked on it and I've undertaken quite a few podcasting courses, which have all been absolutely amazing but like anything they don't prepare you for the experience I think the first one I did kindly with Liz um, I was probably the most nervous I've been in a very long time and it was that fear of oh gosh what am I doing everything seemed a bit like the train was going yeah and you want to do them justice as well don't you these people are experts in what they do and they you want to make sure that you, you're kind of doing them justice so they can talk about what they want but also make them not feel nervous anymore because I think you'd have a real good tact with that sometimes I can listen to your voice when you're on there and just go off to sleep because you make me feel so relaxed <laughs> no that's great that's good for my yoga business and I can start recording some meditations <laughs> down so that's great but yeah, yeah. no thank you and I did worry at the start because I do have um, a soft tone, as I've learned from my kind of mentorship. And I was thinking, well, how do I make that sound harder? Um, but I think I've just resigned to the fact that this is my voice. And there's very much I can do with it. <laughs> and I, I think it's good. And it's, it's good for the topic as well, isn't it? Because you, it's something you don't need someone who's hard. You need someone who, like you, is quite relaxed and you can calm people down and, and obviously people probably won't hear the unedited versions of what it is but you can hear nerves in some of your guests voice but you you can hear towards the end that they're feeling more happier to be on the podcast and i also think that as you say we've got we've been fortunate to have some world leaders coming on and some people that i really respect and have enjoyed having the series with them and i guess that was my my thoughts i wanted to make sure we created a space where they felt comfortable and um, to share their experiences because podcasting isn't for everyone and I know a few people this has been their first experience and um, so I'm just glad that we've had the great feedback that we have for them as well. Totally and one one thing that and I haven't told Michelle about this until we recorded now but um, wearing jangly earrings is always a fun <laughs> thing that always gets picked up very well on the microphone. <laughs> I remember I remembered because I've got some favourite Vivian Westwood earrings that I just wear they're like my power earrings so I think right, if I'm struggling today and I need a bit of extra confidence I'll put my Vivian Westwood hoop earrings in and I always think now think Dan think Dan stop wearing those power earrings they're not needed today just like they're banging away on the, on the microphone sometimes <laughs> yeah so I do have to think right now Take your, take your earrings out. Yeah. 
but you, but I think the way that you have done it, you, I don't think a lot of people would really know that you are a first-time podcaster as well. That although you've done some courses and stuff, I think you, you clearly do your research. You can talk to people. I think you just know what you're talking about, which I think a lot of people who go into presenting podcasting don't necessarily have as much experience as you within that. So I think having your knowledge and background and you've worked in HIV care since before it was cool. <laughs> Is that a polite way of saying I'm a bit old, Dad? <laughs> um, next question. Next, yeah, that's it. I think something that I've really gotten from you is that you are your own worst critic. You tend to think, oh God, this bit is really rubbish. And then I to listen to it when I'm editing and you, you do completely fine. So I think it's just when you get in your head about something. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think what I learned from doing this, because I was so nervous and wanted to get it right, especially when I first started recording, I used to write things out because I was scared of my mind going blank. And it sounds really stupid now when I look back, but the written word, is different to the spoken word. So what we write down actually doesn't necessarily translate into the spoken word. So sometimes I was reading it thinking, you wouldn't say that out loud. Yeah, it, it writes beautifully. It'd be great, like manuscripts, but actually it's not how you speak normally. So I think it's took a lot for me to start writing prompts and just going with it um, as well. And I think that just comes with experience. You've definitely gotten better as time has got on as well. And I would say that, I guess. But you can, I've had to edit you less as we've gone on through the episodes. You've had a couple of episodes where you've had some real things that I've just, when you've apologised to me and I've just had to cut it out. And I think there's been a couple of um, post bikes where you've said that you swear a lot and you literally don't swear at all. (laughs) (laughs) I must be under my breath there. (laughs) Yeah, 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 just mute yourself and swear at the people. Exactly. It's lucky we're not putting the videos out, I guess. Yeah, I should be seeing me um, with my my putty mouth. Seriously, it was a real, real gift you saying that you would be able to edit because I think how the conversation started was I we was meeting about another project. I think I'd spent all weekend trying to edit a podcast, and I, I think I got in my own head because I wanted it to be okay. I wanted to do the conversation justice, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I was doing was okay despite the hours of YouTube videos that I watched, I was just like, oh, this isn't okay. And it got to that point where I didn't know if it was good or not because I'd just been listening to it so, so much. So when you said you could could help, I was like, oh, this is a gift. <laughs> this is a gift. <laughs> and I think it is, I, I genuinely really enjoy doing it. I think it, it's something that I can find quite relaxing and I've started to learn, it's, this is getting really dirty though, but I, I started to see like how you talk in the sound wave that's on the, the app that I use. So I know when you're about to take a breath or when you're about to ask a question. So it makes it, sometimes when my computer is a bit slower than me, which doesn't sound right nowadays, but I can see it in the lines coming up and I'll just cut that out. <laughs> yeah, questions on a bit of a breather. <laughs> yeah. Just get a bit breathy again. Let's get rid of that. Yeah, let's edit that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got her earrings on again. Here she go.
Oh, God, yeah. no, I, I need to stop wearing my power earrings. <laughs> just save them for... <laughs> just have them nearby. Exactly, just have them nearby on the side and know that'll be all right. reflecting on our series one together and it has been a bit of a journey so we like we've mentioned we started um this podcast in started probably recording in january time and it's probably now as we're recording april and we've successfully managed to interview over 10 guests for the series and i'm just wondering we're thinking obviously every day we have a flurry of text messages together thinking about the next steps for HIV matters, always thinking about what can we do. Um, listeners will be aware that we've collaborated with Bookstore to help with that. Um, I'm just wondering, is there any projects that we've got lined up, Dan, that you can share with our listeners for Series 2? There's some exciting things, and I don't know if we can share them. You can always edit this bit out, if not. Well, true. So we're talking about doing like live episodes where people can come and see HIV matters in person. Uh, so we're trying to also, there's um, a radio studio at the University of Nottingham. So we're hopefully going to try and have a HIV matters special edition from there and perhaps potentially invite people along to that, which will be good. We're also thinking about collaborating with quite a few people for Series 2. Um, so we've got Dr Chris Irons. You may may or may not be familiar with his work. I'm surrounded by his books at the moment. He's um, a thinker in self-compassion and compassionate minds theory. So he's coming on the show for Series 2. Mark Hayter, I attended his inaugural lecturer in Manchester a couple of weeks ago, and he's kindly agreed to come on the show. We've got Trevor Hart from Heart Talks. He's going to come on the show. So there's loads of many more guests that I'm failing to remember because I'm just that excited about starting to record again. And is it is it true that you've got David Munns to do some episodes as a co-presenter rather than as a guest? Yeah, definitely. So myself and David started working on the project towards the end of last year together. And David kindly came on to HIV Matters, as we know, and did his episode on HIV mental health. And he's managed to secure a few guests. So we're going to do a co-hosting session, which I think would be really nice. It'll be interesting to see um, that develop as well. I've never co-hosted a podcast. Well, I've only ever just done podcasts. This is my first series. So I think I'm looking forward to that as well. I think there's just a lot of excitement coming into it. I think as we continue to go and we continue to develop and if you want to come on the podcast, as it will say at the end of the episode, then just contact me, either me or Michelle. Um, we are looking to get our own HIV Matters podcast email addresses, um, but then then you can actually <laughs> email us directly. Definitely, or it might just be one inbox that I need reminding to check, but I will try my best. Maybe I'll just have the email. <laughs> I think maybe that might be a bit more sensible. Like, oh, what email? The grown-up out of the two of us.
So as we're coming towards the end of our podcast together, as we've reflected on our season one together, thank you for taking the time to share with, with me your reflections. This is the part of the show that I've really enjoyed, so I'm going to ask you the same questions as well. So can you name for our listeners something that brings you joy? Hmm. Um, whenever I hear people talking about this, I'm always like, how do you not know? And I'd, I'd been thinking about it today because I'm saying it we were going to record. But I think the thing that brings me joy is my family. It sounds so cheesy, doesn't it? But it's so true. Just spending time with them and just like I've got a little dog who's annoying, but also the, the best company you could have. But yeah, just spending time with my partner, with my nieces, with my mum and my sister. It's just nice. It, I don't really even have to be doing anything particularly, but yeah, just spending time with people I love is, is something that brings me joy. That's, that sounds a really good way to spend your time as well. So can you share with us a book that you've been reading? I actually haven't been reading a book. I tend to listen to books quite often. And it's by Pierce Brown and it's called Dark Age. I don't even really know how I found it, but it's essentially about this sort of like interstellar war that's happening in the world. Um, humans have sort of left Earth and they're, they're probably like Mars and Jupiter and all the other planets. And they're sort of showing what happens on Earth is then happening intergalactically as well. And people are in different colour sets as well. So there's gold people, there's silver people, there's red, brown, green, pink, loads of different factions of people. Um, and it's about the factions going against the people who are in charge, who are the gold ones. So yeah, it's a battle between them. But it's five books. It's a long, a long commitment I've had to it. But I tend to listen to it when I'm on the way to work and listen to podcasts while I'm driving and books. Thank you for sharing that with us. So finally, we're exposed to so many mixed media. So um, podcasts, as you've mentioned, TV shows, newspapers. So I'm just wondering, have you read or listened to anything uh, or watched anything that surprised you lately or made you think differently? Again, it sounds cheesy because I'm here and I'm working on it. But this podcast has really made me feel differently about things. And I am a gay man who grew up in the 90s and noughties. And we've mentioned it so many times, but it's a sin. It's kind of the first real exposure that I had to what HIV was like. And Pose as well. I really enjoyed Pose. But I feel like because... I grew up in the age where you weren't able to teach about um, gay people in school. So I can't, what was that proposition called? 28 or something, wasn't it? Where you couldn't talk about LGBT people in at school. But I grew up during that time, but I didn't even know I'd grown up in that time, which is really odd to think that you kind of know about it afterwards. So when I was younger, I didn't even really know what the word gay was, because though I, Norfolk isn't, so out of the way of the world. I just didn't have any sort of people around me that I could learn from. So I think having this podcast and having It's a Sin and Pose actually has, sort, has taught, taught me about my own history. So I, I am a white cisgender male um, and I didn't know much about what it was to be gay. And I know HIV doesn't necessarily exclusively be to gay men, but obviously there was the the epidemic back in the 80s and early 90s, and that's in my lifetime. It feels so odd to think that was happening. I kind of didn't know anything about it. I was young, but 
just having these things here helps you learn about things that you just wouldn't have learned about a few years ago. HIV matters has changed the way I think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It is kind of, as we listen to episodes on podcasts or we see um, TV programmes, it does help us reconnect with, with the history of where we've come from. So thank you so much for sparing the time today to share your thoughts with us on HIV Matters. Thanks for having me. I'd like to thank today's guest for joining me on HIV Matters. If you have any suggestions for guests you would like to see on the podcast, or if you fancy joining me on the show, please contact me at michelle.croston at nottingham.ac.uk. Throughout series one, our amazing guests have been sharing their favourite books with us. If you're anything like me, you'll have been busy trying to find these books in a variety of different bookstores. HIV Matters has teamed up with UKBookshop.org to create our own virtual bookstore, which is absolutely amazing. Because not only do we get to find the books that have been mentioned with ease, we also get to support local bookshops when ordering our books. If you'd like to learn more about the HIV Matters bookstore, then please click the link below for more information. Also at HIV Matters, we're really interested in hearing your views on different books that you've been reading. So please contact the show. How to contact the show is in the description below. If you'd like to find out more about Nivna, head over to their website at www.nivna.org. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to HIV Matters if you haven't already done so. HIV Matters is supported by an unrestricted educational grant from VEVE. Beef has had no input into speakers or content. Today's podcast was edited by Daniel Heggett. A special thank you from all the team at HIV Matters. Until next time, thank you for listening and together we can make a difference.